check out our top 10 games of the last 10 years in this special end-of-the-year episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everybody, I'm John and today I'm joined by Travis and Tim. And in this episode we're going to be counting down the the top 10 games of the last 10 years. We know you might have a similar list of incredible games so we encourage you to share that with us in the comments. So let's do it. Get right to the countdown. Okay, everyone, I want everyone to know right at the top that these lists are not definitive and these are all personal lists for us. We're not saying these are the best exactly games of the last 10 years. What we're saying is these were the top 10 games for us in the last 10 years. We know this is like an impossible list to make. Uh, It's not going to be like it it maybe even impossible for us to do. We found this very hard, but we thought it would be really fun to shout out some of the best games of the last 10 years. We're going to start with 10, which is the game that's kind of like at the end of our list with our number one game of the last 10 years. So I'm going to start things off with Tim. Tim, what is your 10th game of the last 10 years? Okay, so I'm going to precursor this by saying that I had a real hard time trying to rank these games. I have one that is my clear, like, top favorite of, you know, the last 10 years, I, you know, I guess here. But other than that, I kind of just put them into two tiers. So I've got my bottom tier, which is, you know, 10 through 6, and then my top tier, which is, you know, 5 through 2, and then my absolute top pick. So keep that in mind as we're going through this list, that these are not necessarily in order. So... Uh, first on my list here is, and I, I, this is, you know, going to be a contentious one, Final Fantasy 15. Now, I know a lot of people were not big fans of this game, but if you are familiar with the development hell that this game has gone through, it is a miracle that it even made it to release, and it is a further miracle that it's as good as it is. Now, the Final Fantasy series is one that I grew up with, and, you know, I've sunk countless hours into the older Final Fantasy games and even a couple of the spinoffs. But right somewhere around, like, Final Fantasy X, the series just kind of dropped off for me. And, you know, um, I played Final Fantasy XI, you know, the online one for a lot of years, but the console games never, like, they just didn't really click for me after that point even to the point where like i played final fantasy 13 for four hours and then decided i never wanted to play this game ever again (laughs) like you know i haven't even really come back to the series for a while but 15 looked like they were doing something really different so i picked it up gave it a shot i fell in love with of all things the characters which i was not expecting because they all look like they're from some like goth boy band or something but the voice actors brought some really A-game performances here. The way the developers made, you know, the characters, like, banter with each other just as you're exploring the world stuff made them feel very alive. And you kind of, you, you grew to care about these characters by the end of the story. Now, it is not a perfect game by any chance. There's definitely some problems when you get to the later parts of the game where it's, 
You could tell that they were running out of time and money and they just had to get the game done. So the storyline really falls apart kind of towards the end there. But overall, it was really fun. I enjoyed the combat systems. The characters were great. And I enjoyed my entire trip through that world. Awesome. Thank you. Travis, what was your 10th best game of the last 10 years? Well, I'm going to preface this the same as Tim did. Like I looking at my list, I think that any at any given time, any of these games could be my number one, depending on my mood. So I've been agonizing over this for like a week. So cowards, take it with a grain of salt. But (laughs) go ahead. ahead. In number 10, as of this very moment, I have Grand Theft Auto five. I've been a fan of the GTA series since the third game Uh, way back in the day. I played it on PC and have been following it ever since. And I feel like GTA five is where it really kind of balanced everything perfectly. And the, it really kind of, well, it, GTA four being the first game on the PS three and they could do way more graphically intense stuff was you know, a huge step up in a lot of ways, but they kind of dialed back a lot of the mayhem for plot and um, people kind of criticized it for that. But with GTA 5, it seems like they have the plot and the absolute mayhem you can cause and a really good balance. And the ability to switch between characters on the fly was like such a great. I don't think I'd ever seen that in any kind of game like that, where, you know, it's a single player non RPG game where you can just suddenly switch to a different character in the same scene. Um, I still come back to this game like sometimes I'll get bored and like, I want to play something. I don't want to get too involved and I'll just fire up GTA five and start, you know, driving around and messing shit up. So yeah, that's as of right now, my number 10. So I will caveat mine by saying that this is ordered <laughs> pretty well. It's <laughs> it's not a perfect ordering, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would say it's pretty good ordering. And so for me, number 10 is fallout three. So fallout three came out October 28th of 20, 2008 and cheater. That's not last decade. <laughs> okay. I know plus one year, but, um, I would say that I know I cheated a little bit on this one, but I will say that, um, this game was so cool for me because when I played it, I, I remember having, is well before I had a kid and I spent like I remember one weekend I spent six hours or eight hours or 12 hours playing the game and I remember I stopped and my wife and I were going to go out to eat and I was so woozy I couldn't even drive you know because I was just so engulfed in this world and so in it and uh it just was such a great story and I really enjoyed it. it 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 was the game that pulled me back into being a gamer because I hadn't been a gamer for a while. You know, I just was going to college before that. And I really just, you know, played a smattering of PC games, but fallout three really brought me back in. Nothing had really brought me back into being a gamer, but that game did. And so I cheat and I put it on my list and do number 10 of stuff by a little old year. Really. When you're talking about 10 years, it's not a big deal, but because of how it brought me back in, I don't, there, I don't know if there would be a cheerful ghost if there wasn't a fallout three. So yeah, number 10 fallout three. Okay, Tim, what is your number nine? All right, so next on my list is Mario Kart 8. I've loved the Mario Kart games ever since the very first one, and I feel like Mario Kart 8 is the best that Mario Kart has ever been. The it's a solid tracks, game, no question Yeah, it's about it. so good. And, like, 
there's I don't think there's a single person that's ever played it that doesn't like it. It's just the controls are fantastic. The courses are great. Everybody loves it. It's a great game that anybody can pick up and play. It doesn't matter if your skill level. Everybody has fun with it. It's just such a great game to play with other people. Yeah, it's such a great game. It should be on my list and it's not. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, wow, John Dotson, you suck. Travis, you're number nine. My number nine is Portal 2. Um I loved the first amazing game when it came out in the orange box and it was just kind of a refreshing game. I'd never seen anything like it. And then portal two, I was afraid of, you know, what can they do to really elevate this past what they had in the first game? It's just, you know, a game about traveling through portals and solving puzzles with them, but no, it was so much better in basically every way. The addition of co-op was a great addition. And John and I've had some fun with that. The addition of like designing your own levels was also a brilliant idea that came later in the launch after after launch. But yeah, it's one of those games that like when I was making this list, I just tried to just think of games in the last 10 years without looking anything up. And that was the game I kept thinking of the most. Probably it's definitely not my favorite, but it's it's fantastic and if you have a pc you should play it it's probably like 99 cents on the steam sale right now so go check it out i agree it's a fantastic game my number nine is wolfenstein the new order so i i'm an id fan i love id games they were bringing back wolfenstein they're gonna you know they it's like got it first and foremost this wolfenstein game has a killer story and amazing character something you never think you're gonna get from a wolfenstein game but they delivered on that you had amazing characters like max house you had amazing characters like bj blaskowitz is an interesting character anya is an amazing character you can choose between fergus or the other guy who i don't remember right now um and then it's a great shooter. The graphics are fantastic. Um, it's it's incredible. It basically brought. I think it was better. I I liked it more than Doom, the new Doom 2016, frankly, because it it it, it gave you a reason to move forward. And I think the game also was timely in how we have this new resurgence of Nazism in the United States, which I I kills me to think about or even talk about. But this movie is shockingly relevant politically now. Um, and it just feels so cathartic to play it in a world where you shouldn't Nazi shouldn't be cool. This game is amazing. Um, even um, And it's it's cool. Like BJ goes to space. It was fun. It was just so much fun to shoot through this game. And I don't think it was too long. I think it's paced beautifully. I think it ages really well. And I think it's a game I'm going to come back to play. So my number nine is Wolfenstein, the new order. So, Tim, number eight. All right, so next on my list is, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start off by saying this, you know, these last couple of years have uh, been a little bit, you know, chaos, uh, a little stressful. And so it's been really nice to have a game that's just very relaxing to play. And so Stardew Valley is number eight on my list. Awesome. Travis, you're number eight. So I, when I was filling this list out, I was trying to pick one game from a series so that I didn't pat it out because like I've would have every Bethesda title that came out and 
that in every Mass Effect title, and that wouldn't be a very interesting list. So uh, I had to pick and choose some. So for this, for my number eight, uh, Mass Effect 2. It was a really tough choice to pick which Mass Effect game to put on the list, but I feel like Mass Effect 2 was the one where it kind of found its legs and achieved everything it was setting out to do in the most consistent way. Uh, Mass Effect 3 added a lot, but kind of fell off the rails in a few ways. Uh, I still love all the Mass Effect games. Um, Andromeda less so, but I still like it. But Mass Effect 2 was the one where it really felt like a real lived in like universe. And I still think about it pretty regularly and hop back in just to kind of fly around, check out some planets and, uh, you know, visit the Citadel. So yeah, Mass Effect two. My number eight is hotline Miami. Uh, I, I don't, there are not a lot of video games where are so powerful for me that I like dress up as characters from that. But one year I went, as um jacket with the chicken head and uh, you know it's one of my favorite costumes from for um halloween for me and not only is it fun to dress up as characters but it's just such a mind trip video game um it's also really challenging but fun for me i know it wasn't really fun for a lot of some people they thought it was a little bit too hard but the story is bonkers it actually has a fun through line and i think that the follow-up was similarly as good, but you got to give it to Hotline Miami, sort of that original thing. I think that the indie, what you can do with indie games and make them gritty and shock, and it was shockingly violent, but then it sort of had something to say about violent video games and, you know, it sort of, you know, asked the character, like, do you like hurting people? <laughs> you know what I mean? It asked me that question, which I don't, but I like playing games that do. So... Really enjoyed Hotline Miami. Uh, it's a fantastic game, my bit. Really great developers and just an incredible score uh, that I listen to now still. In fact, I like the score so much that I grabbed the OG files out of the game, converted them to MP3s, and put them on my phone, which is probably more than I should have done. I probably should have just bought it. But um, love it. Love the game. Love the score. The, the, the gameplay is fantastic. So for me, number eight is Hotline Miami. All right, Tim, you're number seven. So I got a bit of overlap with Travis here. Next on my list is Portal 2. Um, as I was going through games, you know, that were released in the last 10 years, I was it, it was just one of the games that popped into my head right away. And I actually have not played much of the co-op. I played a little bit with uh, one of my friends. But just as the storyline, you know, the single player storyline, it was really great. The, the voice acting is fantastic. And, you know, for a game that has very little story, it's a fascinating story. And I just, yeah, it was so much fun to go through that game. It was the perfect length, not too long, not too short. It was just a great puzzle game all around. I will say that that game does not overstay its welcome at all. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. So it's paced perfectly. Travis, you're number seven. So um, some fans will probably eviscerate me for this one, but... Um, I picked Fallout 4 over Fallout New Vegas as to, to put uh, as a game to put on my list this time around. So, uh, if you ask me again tomorrow, I might change my mind. This one was really tough. Had I been a dirty cheater like John, I would have picked Fallout 3, but 
and it would have been course. much higher on the list. Like, yeah, if, of course. If it was the last eleven years, Fallout Three would be my number one game on the list. Yeah. But right. Um, right. no, Fallout Four. I feel like you know people love fallout new vegas and i do too i think it's a fantastic game but bethesda's environments have always been such a huge appeal of their games for me and new vegas didn't really have that like it kind of felt mostly boring in terms of what you were looking at as you were walking through the the game um with fallout they reused a couple assets in that game yeah a couple (laughs) with fallout 4 it just felt like you could walk around any corner and find some little bit of visual storytelling that they added to the world like one that always stuck out with me was you find an old bank and the side of the wall is blown out and there's a skeleton oh, there with so like a incredible. bag of money at the at, on I the love ground that yeah. it's little things like that that really stand out for bethesda games for me and i feel like fallout 4 was kind of the peak for that so that is my number seven All right, so my number seven is two games in one but i really view them as the same game And that's Diablo three. So Diablo three had a very sordid history. But for me, I thought the original games, um, even at launch, was really fun. Now, I, I didn't continue on with it as long as some people did that were really disappointed by that. But I really enjoyed it. And my original playthrough of that sort of 1.0 game was really high. And then Reaper of Souls came out with Loot 2.0 and they just just ratcheted it up. And then, you know, I really liked the Crusader a lot. And then you got the Necromancer and then it came to the Switch, which is the perfect platform for this game. Mobile Diablo. Yes, please. Uh, I haven't tried the phone version. I don't know. When you that's all have ever phones, don't out. you? <laughs> yeah, we all have phones. We all got a Switch, right? <laughs> Diablo 3 is amazing on the Switch. It's amazing. So. And I played the, you know, the Necromancer on the Switch, and it's great. So Diablo 3 is my number seven. All right, Tim, we're going to, this is going to round out the first list of our 10 through 6. So, Tim, what is your sixth game? All right, so this one was kind of hard because I love this game so much, but all the other ones at the, you know, in my second half are just so much they're so great that I just couldn't justify bumping one of them down to push this one up but it's uh Marvel's Spider-Man for the PlayStation this was mm-hmm. so far like the best superhero video game that's I've ever played it captured that just like you know that fun of swinging around Manhattan as Spider-Man and you feel you know, like a powerful superhero, but you're not invincible. It walks that tightrope really, really well. It was just a blast. I enjoyed every minute in that game. Yeah, it almost gave me physical pain not to put that game in my top 10. It, it is that good. <laughs> All right, well, I put it on my list, so we, at least somebody got to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great game I, 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 yeah. that I've never played. Yeah. I'm sure it's fantastic. Travis, you're number six. My number six is God of War on the PS4, uh, the the reboot. I've always been a God of War fan, but this one really elevated it to something else. the The story is like deeply emotional, and you see uh, a side of Kratos you never really expected to, uh, in that he's a father now. Um, and 
his son kind of adds some interesting gameplay aspects. A lot of games where you have to cart somebody around with you, it just ends up feeling kind of forced, but it really worked in this game. And the combat is just peak God of War. So that is my number six. My number six is FTL Faster Than Light. This is a game that is maybe one of the best strategy games and it's so fresh it's like if if we can go back in time to a time before this game and then we play it and then someone tells you hey there's going to be a killer game where it's going to be like you're working on board a spaceship and fighting people and making the inside of the spaceship work i didn't think that game would have worked but it's so good there's so many layers to this then they did the another update to it that just added even more to the game you've got like you've got like races in the game that feel like they're races you've got this race where this you know this 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 force of spaceships is constantly pushing you forward you can't move you can't dawdle around too much it's not impossible it doesn't feel impossible but it's challenging and when you get better at it you just it's got that amazing roguelike quality to it this was this game launched at peak indie roguelike and I think it's one of the best rogue games around. So for me, number six is FTL Faster Than Light. Hello, podcast friends. This is John Dotson, host of Cheerful Ghost Radio and the creator of Tale of the White Wyvern. If you listen to this show, you might be a fan of Cheerful Ghost, and maybe you read the articles on our site. And I've also checked out our new text-based adventure mini mmo tale of the white wyvern cheerful ghost is a scrappy indie community that makes awesome text games and we'd love any support you can give us right now if you head to cheerful ghost and hit the heart button you have some incredible support options in that you can use to start in that you could donate a few dollars through paypal if you wanted to do a bit more you can buy a cheerful ghost membership that gets you some great supporter perks on cheerful ghost as well as unlock some member only titles and alternative cosmetic weapon armor and hat sets in tale of the white wyvern including the coveted horse armor on top of the ability to donate a few dollars or get a cheerful ghost membership we also have a tale of the white wyvern merch store so you can adorn yourself with the best looking shirts and mugs from your favorite text adventure mini mmo i love the mug and personally use it to use it today to drink some coffee which you know might be the best way to drink coffee might be the best way to drink coffee that was ever invented Uh, at least i think so hopefully you do too so we thank you for your support and only want you to donate or become a member or buy merch if you can swing it so don't do anything that puts you in financial trouble friend so thanks again and hopefully we can keep cheerful ghost independent through your continued support Okay, we're counting down our top five games, and we're going to keep going, Tim. (laughs) What's your number five game? All right, so next on my list, and this is my sort of like upper tier now, is Borderlands 2. The first Borderlands game was a lot of fun, and I I played that couch co-op with my wife, and we had a really great time with that one. But I feel like Borderlands 2 took everything that was great about the first one, made it better, and then added some tweaks that just uh, pushed the game up 
beyond the first one so much. Now, I know we've got Borderlands 3 out now, and it, I, you know, so far it seems like it's kind of the same deal. It's more but better, but I just haven't been able to put enough time into it to say definitively that it is the better sequel. So for my money, Borderlands 2 has just been fantastic. I've played, you know, it's a great game to just kind of pick up and play on your own, but it is even better when you can get a group of people together and play through it, you know, as a group. It is just a fantastic action shooter looter, you know, game. Travis, your number five. This is where it gets really tricky, but my number five is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I feel like this game. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like this game is pretty much peak Zelda and I I just love it so much. I can't say enough good things about it. I feel bad that it's sitting at number five right now, but every single game in this top five is like God tier for me. So I am really struggling with my list, but for right now it's in, it's number five. Um, just the way that it brought so much kind of, it kind of refreshed the game, the normal Zelda gameplay that we'd been used to with the three D Zeldas. And, it was kind of the the year that I got a switch was like, like oh like the, in the few months afterwards you know I played Mario Odyssey and then this game and like it was peak gaming for me for a long time because this made me feel like a kid again in a lot of ways playing games that I obsessed over like these games were so freaking good so yeah it pains me to have it at number five but there it is. My number five is Super Mario Maker 2. So this is a really recent game that came out, but I to me, it's transcendent because of the game I'm going to constantly play. You know, it's it's a creative game. You can make amazing levels. Travis made some fun levels. I made some fun levels like to see the amount of excitement that my nephews have making levels and now they dress up like mario and be creative we need more video games like this we need more creative outlets for kids you know in a world where we've got a lot of shooters and shootings and stuff maybe we need more mario games maybe we need more creative games like this and i think that it's cool because it's you bumping little goombas on the head and then you can put bowser anywhere and you can make anything you want and the most creative stuff you've seen and you've got the explosion of like these you know, um, Kaizen, Kaizo levels uh, coming out and like, you know, people that are just fantastic Mario players now being front and center because you've got a modern Mario game that these speedrunners can run. It's just fantastic. So um, a game that I really enjoy playing and I thought that the Link update where you could, you know, play as Link was so great. I need to do a little bit of review on Cheerful Ghost about that. But you can be Link and you can, you know, use the sword and that's just fantastic. It's so creative. But for me, my number five, Super Mario Maker 2. Tim, you're number four. So a trend with a lot of games in my second tier here is that they were games that not only are they good just on their own, but they're really great to play with other people. And so the next one on my list is uh, Divinity Original Sin. So this one is, you can play it as a single player, but I would highly advise anybody who's going to play this to grab a co-op partner and play it as two people. 
because it really enhances the experience a lot. Um, the storyline of the game itself revolves around two heroes. And so when you can have each one controlled by a player, it really, really brings a lot you know, to the experience. Um, a buddy of mine that I've been friends with since high school, me and him went through this game together. And it was one of like the you know high points of gaming that I've had in quite some time. So Divinity Original Sin is my uh, number four. Travis, your number four. My number four is the game I just mentioned a second ago, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, this game kind of surprisingly hit me so well when I first played it. Like just the mechanics of tossing your hat on enemies. It was kind of a new and innovative thing to add to the Mario franchise. And even more so than Mario Galaxy, which I feel like was a perfect game. I feel like this is even better. Um, I still hop back into it occasionally. It's, it's not something that I sit down and, you know, play like yearly, like I do with, uh, super Mario world and stuff like that, but it's a much bigger game to try to do that with. Um, but yeah, I think that it sits in competition with Mario world and Mario three as my number one Mario game of all time. So it's, uh, Probably not fair to put it at number four, but I feel like I'm sliding every single game on this list, so this is no different. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. So this game is also another game that came out in 2019, uh, so this is going to end all the new games. All the other games on my list aren't new, but uh, I had to put it on my list because I have such an amazing... I, I just love the original so much, and just... Link's Awakening on the Switch, the remake, is my number four. It had to be. It had to be. Um, this is a game that my wife and son watched me play and loved watching me play. And then my, it got me, I bought a sword for my son and a shield, and we played Link around the house. And I'd set up his his set up his stuffed animals around the house, and he'd go through a dungeon, and then he'd beat the boss, and then he'd hold up the um, the uh, the 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 musical instrument at the end of the dungeon. We'd actually play that game because we, because he loved watching the game and he loved watching the intro and he really liked the game and it's not too violent, but it's also an amazing game. And it's also an amazingly faithful remake of a game that I love so much. So it had to be on my list because I think it's one of the best games. And the, the games for me that are the most transcendent or the best are games that I can keep coming back to and playing and Link's Awakening on the Switch is a game I'm going to play um forever so yeah link's awakening switch remake number four tim what is your number three we're getting to the end the final days y'all <laughs> tim what's your number three all right so number three is a game i just can't quit and that's ftl you mentioned ah, you uh, put it higher on the list that's cool we yeah. got it woo it's yeah. a good game uh, man. you it's mentioned so it good. earlier yeah. and it's you know I played the hell out of this game when it first came out and then they had an update and I played the hell out of it. And even still, like when I want something to just play for like 20 minutes, I'll fire it up, play through, a you know, another playthrough until my ship explodes or I beat the, the end, you know, end boss. But it's just so much fun. I love that game. I never get tired of it. Travis, you're number three. My number three is Skyrim. It's the game that Todd Howard can't stop putting on every single system, but it's, it's with very good reason that he wants to 
give that to the world. It's such a great game. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a step back and in some ways from Oblivion and Oblivion was kind of a step back in some ways from Morrowind. Uh, a lot of the diehard Morrowind fans don't care for the newer entries, but I feel like Skyrim hit the stride of immersion for me with, um, just how intensely detailed the environments were. It just kind of blew me away. Like faces still look wonky as hell, but they at least they looked better than the earlier Bethesda games and their environments were kind of improving on something that was already amazing, but it's just kind of jaw dropping on a 55 inch TV to see these sometimes. Um, yeah, I've played it on a handful of systems and I'll probably keep playing it every now and then until we get elder scroll six. So when I came to a point on my number on, on my list where I couldn't decide, I just cheated. So on this one, sorry, y'all, my number three is Borderlands and Borderlands 2. And if I'm going to be honest, it's probably Borderlands, but I see them in a very similar way um, for me. But I had but they're games that I love playing and uh Borderlands probably was the was the was the one that just blew my mind the most. But I, I view them, like I said, in very similar ways. And they're games that I'm always going to play a lot of. And, and, I, and I imagine I'll come and play Borderlands 3 at some point, you know, when it's when it's less and it's on PC. And, you know, and we'll probably I'll play it together around that same time, you know, when it's in some bundle or something like that. Right. But uh, I don't know. I had to put it on my list uh, because I think it's fantastic. It's a looter. It developed the looter shooter genre. How could it not be on my list? Uh, Borderlands, number three. Tim, it's the final two. What is your number two? All right. So if we were talking about our top ten gaming experiences, this would have been number one. Uh, But number two on my list of top games is Terraria. And it is largely to do with the fact that I've had so much fun playing this one as a community uh, on cheerful ghost absolutely we've uh with every big update we do uh, a server event and we get everybody from the community involved and it is always so much fun it is just a blast um even right now my kids have gotten really into terraria and so they play it you know with each other um they actually play it with my mom who lives up in oregon <laughs> they play with her sometimes it's just it is a great community game and it's so much fun to just get a group of people together and build a base and you know take on the bosses that game is just so much fun and you know largely because i've gotten to play it with everybody this one made my top two travis you're number two so if we were rating gaming experiences this will be my number one <laughs> yes i'm agreeing with you tim it is terraria <laughs> and my number two uh and basically for the same reasons that you said like getting everybody together to play these big servers is is amazing. And I love just the labor of love that has gone into this game for the past however long. Um, it's just like we keep getting more and more content. It's sad to see that we're going to get one more final big update and that's going to be the end. But how can we complain after all we've gotten over the years? It's absolutely fantastic. So if we were going to be rating my number one gaming experience, this would actually be number two. (laughs) This would actually be number two uh, for me. But it's Portal 2 is my number two. Um, I love this game. I love playing this game. I want to I my wife and I quote it to each other. Um, It's just fantastic. I love the puzzling of it. 
it's it's such a tight game in a world where people have to put 60 hours in a game. Portal 2 doesn't and gives you a better game because of it. Um, it's fantastic. The voice acting is superb. It's funny. It's actually funny. It's great. My number two, Portal 2. And then we're going to, Tim, it's time. It's here. Your number one game of the last 10 years. What is it? All right. So like I said, I kind of prefaced, you know, my list before that, you know, it was sort of tiered and not necessarily in order. But this one is my top game in the last 10 years. Hands down is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Not only is it just a, you know, like one of the best Zelda games we've gotten in a long time, it might be my favorite Zelda game ever. It's so great. It, you know, it reinvented just enough and it kind of like the the last couple of Zelda games have felt kind of bloated, you know, like they just kept adding more and more and more and, you know, new tools for solving new puzzles. And this time it felt like they just yeah, they stripped out all of that stuff, got back to just this core, like, you know, you've got just a couple simple tools, multiple ways to solve these puzzles and then otherwise just let you explore and do things at your own pace. And it, yeah, I just got lost in that game for, you know, so long. And I even played through it again this year <clears throat> after having gone through it last year. And again, it just sucked me into that. And I had, you know, so much fun playing through everything. So it's by far my top game of the last 10 years. Travis, your number one game the last 10 years my number one game is red dead redemption 2 uh this came out just last year and wow man i was just so hooked um i kind of mainlined this game i didn't i wanted to just kind of spread it out a little bit but i couldn't stop playing it uh i loved the first red dead redemption but this one was just infinitely better and just from like an emotional plot standpoint this game affected me more than any game had before and more than a lot of movies do the the plot the writing of the game was just impeccable and it's kind of hard to balance out um games where you can choose when to play certain missions and giving it a cohesive story throughout and this really nailed that um i still think about it pretty often i'm not sure if i'll play it much like it was it was so amazing and important but it's a little bit of an investment and I'm not sure if I want to do that while there's other games to play. So I'll probably, I mean, I know I'll play it again, but it might be a little while. So yeah, I, John, you mentioned that most of yours were games that you could imagine coming back to again and again. I'm not sure this one fits, fits for me for that one, but it just like stands out as like peak gaming across the board. And I love it dearly. So if I'm picking off my number one gaming experience and my number one game, it's Terraria. <laughs> so for me, solid yeah, choice. everything you 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 both said about it is true for me. It, it, this may have like when we did Cheerful Ghost Roundtable, it might have been the Cheerful Ghost Terraria podcast, right? Because uh, radio, because that's all we talked about it so much. Um, it's a special game. It's uh, it's simple. It's cute it's fun it's got progression it it's been made with love so many amazing updates 
and no game has ever topped, in my opinion, their use of bees like Terraria. Uh, <laughs> and that is probably the those bees coolest game DLC update ever for me. Um, that bees update, I, it just blew my mind. Like what are bees underground? What the fuck is so cool, guys? It's so cool. The bosses, the just setting up the things. It, it, it brings something to gaming that's like, it's not a game where we're competing against each other. We're working together, actually. And it's also, it feels like a holiday when you're playing it because it's traditional. We've got these traditions that we do, right? We build, we build, you know, we build these traditions about how we build the things to take down these bosses and we build these you know, elaborate structures to take down a boss because that's the best way to do it. And then we all get on and then and then we, you know, we do this and then we do that in that order and then we go for this and then we, you know, we build this crazy stuff. And it, it feels like a bunch of people getting together in a dorm room, you know, existing together, working out Christmas or something, you know, for me. And that's why I love Terraria so much. And Hopefully it's a game we can come back and play again together, you know, um, but I, I love Terraria so much. It's a very special game, and that's why it's my number one game of the last 10 years. All right, so 10 is not that lot of games on our list. So we're going to go over some honorable mentions. Tim, do you want to take things away and go over your honorable mentions? All right. So yeah, um, I'm sure if I had, you know, sat down and spent more time, I have a much longer list of honorable mentions, but um, I got just a couple here that I'll go through real quick. So um, first off is Shovel Knight. Now I'm very late to the Shovel Knight party. Um, In fact, Travis got this for me for Christmas. So You're I've only welcome. plugged maybe like two, three hours into it, somewhere around that ballpark. But I've fallen in love with this game like immediately. It very much reminds me of the like old Mega Man games and DuckTales. And it's, you know, it feels like the best of the Nintendo era of games all in one. And I even roped in my kids. They've started playing it and they are having fun with it. It's just a great like love letter to the retro era. So that one gets an honorable mention. Also, um, if Breath of the Wild is like a perfectly cooked steak, you know, that's prepared by a master chef and costs $50 and you just you enjoy every bite. Hyrule Warriors is a candy bar. It's not breaking the genre. It's not inventing anything new. But it is just mindless action, and it's fun. And this is another one where I've been playing it with my kids, and because it is just such, like, mindless action, it doesn't really matter if they're not very good, you know? Um, it, they can just run around and, like, beat up the little grunts, and it doesn't affect my ability to get through the stages or anything. So they get to feel like they contribute. I still get to play. We've been having fun with that one. Um, also... Divinity Original Sin 2, I struggled of which one to put on my list, either this or the first one. There's a lot that the second one improves over the first one, but there's also some kind of like new design changes that sort of felt a little bit flat for me. So it's 
it's still a great game and I think it des- deserves a shout out even if it didn't necessarily make my list. And then certainly a candidate for most improved, No Man's Sky. That was another one I kind of joined late to the party and it's probably for the best because not a lot of people were happy with it when it first came out. But by the time I jumped in, it's a really solid just exploration game. You know, that feeling of when you first get in the ship and you take off and you seamlessly, you know, leave the planet's surface, go up out into the atmosphere and then into space is a fantastic feeling. And there's, you know, again, this is not a perfect game. There's certainly some flaws. The storyline is kind of leaves your head, you know, you, you scratch your head a lot of times because you're not sure what it's trying to say or do. But overall, there's just this feeling of this open universe for you to explore and, you know, everything just feels wild and untamed and, you know, there for you to just take a look at. It's a really cool experience. Travis, your honorable mentions. Well, first off, I want to mention that if I had remembered that Mario Kart 8 and Diablo 3 existed, my list might have been slightly different. So I'm just going to tuck them into the honorable mentions here to start with. Awesome. Um, but as I was making the list, I had five games competing for the last couple spots. The ones I didn't include, uh, Bioshock Infinite, which was probably my favorite out of the Bioshock series. Like The gameplay was incredible, but what it did with story was kind of mind-blowing. Uh, also, Doom, the 2016 Doom from id Software was just so face-meltingly amazing. Uh, I dove into that game and... Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into, but wow, it was, it was a great, like, it was a proper sequel to the original Doom series. It was very, very good. Uh, and also Spider-Man PS4. Um, like I said, when you mentioned it, Tim, this was painful not to put on the list because I loved it so much. Just like the swinging around the city was so much of the fun like they never got old the the mechanics for it were so great but the, the combat worked out worked really well too uh and the story was pretty solid i think it might be the best portrayal of peter parker that i've seen in uh like outside the comics which says a lot for it um but in addition a few more that i'll rapid fire through for honorable mention here shovel knight like uh, you said tim it's such a great um retro inspired video game uh it's it's very ducktales at least the original like the uh, shovel knight himself was but the other heroes they've added the other knights they've added play so differently and it's kind of great to replay the same game with a different character in an entirely different way uh link's awakening for all the reasons you said john but i didn't put it on my list because most of what makes it amazing was made back in the nineties. So I didn't put it on the list, but it true. Is, it true. deserves the, the spot on the list anyway. Uh, no man's sky. I only didn't put it on the list because of the mess that it started with. I think, um, it was where it is now is pretty damn good. Um, I haven't actually played the most recent update, but every update that I've played has added so much depth to the game that it badly needed. And yeah, Tim, you came in at a, at a good time with it where everything's kind of been fixed and ironed out. Also, uh, Borderlands two, uh, this one, 
I love the Borderlands games, but uh, I guess not as much as you guys did because it didn't get close to my list. Um, Super Mario Maker 2, for all the reasons you mentioned, John. Uh, surprisingly, Forza Horizon 4 is an honorable mention. And if I if cool. you, if I had made this list in like a ne- the next month or so, I might put it in my top 10 because uh, I was just kind of messing around with uh, some game pass games and it was free to try out so let's yeah i'll see if i like this and wow it's so great i'll let you guys know more about that in the next playing and watching i guess um and finally this is a game that i don't even care for that much but just for its importance to gaming minecraft like just think about how insane minecraft is i don't i don't really enjoy playing it that much but it has taken the world by storm uh, absolutely. And that's the first game on my honorable mentions list because it technically released November uh, 18th of 2011. Um, I, I like Terraria more, but I, I think you would be remiss not to put on there. And I've had a lot of fun with Minecraft. So, yeah, Minecraft's on my list, too. Um, Fez is on my list as well. Wow. Is this a, such a special, beautiful platformer game? Phil Fish, please come back. Make Fez, too. I know, I know the internet's terrible, but oh yeah, we miss you, Phil. I hate that he just disappeared. I know, I know. Come back, Fez was beautiful. The soundtrack is one of the best albums I've ever listened to, and I still listen to it constantly. It's so good. Like you said, Travis, Bioshock Infinite, just a really amazing story. Really enjoyed it. Um, Didn't make my top ten. I think it suffers from some pacing issues, but um, just a fantastic story. Great shooter. Awesome. Awesome game. Um, And this is weird. This is a mobile game I put on my list, but Fallout Shelter, you know, like this game is cool. Like I enjoyed it the first time around and they added a whole bunch more to it. It came back around and had a really great time. They've over the years, they really perfected this game. They added a lot more to it. It's a really great example of a fun premise um, where you can do a really cool free-to-play mobile game and you don't need any of the free-to-play stuff in fact i'd say if you bought stuff in the game it kind of make it less fun but uh it's really cool uh fallout shelter just a really really superb game and also like you guys said it would be remiss if shovel knight wasn't on my list it is on my list it's great uh just tongue-in-cheek fun just a really fun indie game and they ended it like champs with so many extra updates and fans loved all that extra stuff and i hope people have a lot of time to come back and play it i know um i'm just loving playing it on the switch so shovel knight yeah it's really good so everyone i just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode and as we wrap things up just make sure that you share with us your top 10 games now as you know of the last 10 years but as you know um travis and tim you know had a hard time sort of ordering them so you don't have to worry about that if it's a problem for you to order just just get us the 10 or even more than that or just get us however you want i'm just really interested in what your lists are this year and what games you really like playing and what kind of just stands out as just the really great example of really cool things to come out of the last 10 years all right thanks everyone have a great one Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening.